Welcome everyone. This is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse helping stress caregivers so they could embrace, learn insights and methods in holistic medicine because there's so much out there that some people may not even hear or even if they heard it, they don't maybe they, they need a little bit more of reinforcement so that they could have the courage and empowerment that it's okay to embrace something that's a little bit different, but really powerful. So welcome to the Alternative Energy Medicine and Holistic Healthcare Podcast. Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra, and today my special guest is no other than Samantha Jane James. Thank you so much, Samantha, for being here. And I wish we'll have this great conversation so that we could make some difference to our audience. Well, thanks so much for inviting me, Grace. I can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about today because it sounds like you have a very interesting channel that I can learn a lot from. I usually say to myself that you know, we'll just let anything that might be coming from um, our intuition or just some of those uh, silent thoughts that then we could carry this conversation. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Samantha. Samantha Jane has been studying the crypto realm since early 2017. After a successful extensive run career running her own franchise for over 25 years, Samantha Jane sold her business and retired in the early half of 2018. Samantha was running a lucrative financial business but couldn't help but feel there was a huge financial upset on the way for the entire world. This would be devastating for her type of business. She decided to develop her abilities as a psychic medium, which she had previously only used for her own benefit and the benefit of close friends and family. Sam believes she was directed to work with cryptocurrencies, something she had become passionate about and use this arena to practice applying her abilities to the story of cryptocurrencies. Her YouTube channel was started with a specific purpose of creating a hobby channel over on Patreon with people who are excited and interested in both cryptocurrencies and psychic phenomenon. Samantha Jane is a natural born psychic medium working towards understanding and learning some command over her abilities. Through hosting a hobby channel and practicing her gift, Sam believes she can assist others in gaining clarity, whether that is in their personal lives, spiritual lives, or dealing with cryptocurrencies. Samantha Jane believes you can also have fun as a group as the group works together to spot predictions that are finally coming true. Samantha Jane works anonymously since anyone with her level of abilities is hard sought after not only by business people, but those who have recently lost loved ones or received 
a significant health diagnosis. There it is. So here we here's Samantha Jane for us. Aren't we lucky to have her? Well, I feel lucky to be here, Grace. My goodness, I just heard about your work horsing around there with your this is uh, your 52nd podcast. I am just so impressed with you. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, I am also very happy to have you because I grew up in the Philippines where we have, we, there are a lot of stories that we, our, our loved ones, especially our grandparents, our aunts, talk to us and stories about those unseen forces unseen in our community so it became like a, a, a common conversation for us among the family and it's also something that we weren't told not to believe but to just respect stories or experiences that we have okay and so there was even I my favorite story is that there uh, there is this tree in the Philippines it's, it's equivalent to a tree in Hawaii, and it's called an ulu tree. And when we have to walk past our, my house to another place, we have to say, excuse me, may I pass? So with that, because we were taught that there are some elemental beings that are around us, so we have to be respectful. So um, anyone for me meeting someone or having a conversation now, in the United States, in here, and you're somewhere also, then we can have an all about psychic abilities and other things. It's, it's an honor for me. Well, you know, it's so interesting to hear your story there, Grace, because before um, working as a psychic medium, which I work full time now, um, as, you, as you mentioned in my bio, I did not work publicly as a medium. In fact, members of my immediate family um, I don't even admit to them what I do because I think that if they looked at the video footage, because I timestamp stuff because otherwise nobody would believe what I can do because it's not even what a normal medium can do. Because I would watch other mediums, I would watch it on TV and I would know the answer before they would get it. But I look at worldwide predictions quite a bit. And this is where I feel um, I can be of the best use because you know, I know that people know that something is going on in the world. And it's not that they can't handle it. It's because I find the unknown is what causes people's anxiety. And when you have somebody who can access the ethos and look ahead and translate the pictures they're seeing about the future and like, yes, this is coming, but you know what? It's not going to be, well, I'll use the... Um, the earthquake that everybody in California is waiting for. As an example, I, I would have to say that I get those questions regularly. I do live streams and have very close relationship with um, about 60% of my subscribers live in the United States. So obviously a large percentage would live in California. And um, that always comes up when I do readings or when I'm doing, I'm hanging out with them on my Discord channel where I wander through daily. They have questions about things that are things that, are, you know, are playing on their mind that they're frightened about. And, you know, I was happy to deliver the message to them that those horror films that you see where, you know, LA is like sliding into the ocean and all these millions of people are dying. And 
I'm like, that's so not going to happen, right? You know, you guys are going to keep getting earthquakes like you always get earthquakes, but no, you're not. Because, you know, especially the parents with little kids, they're very concerned about that. And even though, you know, telling somebody they're not, there's not going to be any earthquake that's going to kill them, that they live in an earthquake, where they live in an earthquake zone, that, you know, will, will, it'll lower their anxiety for sure. But human beings are normal where they keep having doubts, you know, no matter what. And this was a big part of my um, abilities growing up is that I knew I had what I had, but then I would doubt it. I knew what I had and then I would doubt it. But whenever I went with it, I always did extremely well. So now that I've left sort of the, I say the natural world, I've come into working in the woo-woo world. And I'm going to tell you, Grace, I don't know very much about what is being taught in the woo-woo world. Like you mentioned earlier, elementals. And um, even though typically I'm the no lady, because there are a lot of made up stuff by different cultures and people ask me about that, um, I did tell somebody, oh yeah, there are elementals. You know, so that I think is part of my job here on the earth is to use my abilities to, you know, confirm things that are true, um, point out things that are not, and also calm people's minds and tell them how they can get through situations that are coming up for them, either personally or for their entire country. And that really helps people, you know, feel much more in control of how to handle some of the things that may be coming their way. And of course, I get confirmations by, you know, telling them the little things that I don't know, like asking them, you know, who's 43 years old? And they'll be like, me, I'm 43. You know, I'd be like, oh, is your brother? Do you have a brother? Yes, I have a brother. Is he 38? Yes, he's 38. So, you know, when you've just told them a whole bunch of stuff in the future that you see happening for them, and you've never met them before other than that moment, and you can describe to thing, things in their life that somebody close to them may know, but not some stranger over the internet, that really gives them um, you know, confirmation that they are working with somebody who is in touch. Because again, um, one of the things I always caution people about after doing my research in this space before getting involved in it, I knew it was going to be tough, Grace, because 95% of the people who work in it are not, like they're, they're not real. Um, their information's not real or they're not real. And I knew that I was going to be headed in for it. Do you know what I mean? Because when you, you, know, when you call out frauds and people who fleece people for money, um, you know, the worst kind, people who are sick um, or people who've had, you know, a child die or something, um, you know, that's the worst type of people who take advantage of others. So, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do to this space is to bring um, the truth to it and to, you know, tell people that, you know, don't take anybody at their word if they tell you that they are a psychic medium, have them prove it to you. Because I always say to people, you know, test me, don't, don't take my, don't take anybody's word for it, that they have these abilities, because there's so few. And, um, and those who, you know, are, are not very good at the translation, seeing their pictures, or they don't have the get gift at all. And they're just guessing, sometimes they can cause a lot of uh, distress with individuals. And 
my job as a medium is to have people coming away from speaking with me and feeling less anxiety, more empowered over their life. Um, they have control. And also I've, I'm even, even able to offer to them the solutions that are being suggested by their people on the other side. Wow. You know, just for me, just to hear from you and, uh, it, you know, what you're saying, that all already is empowering. Because I, again, I remember, um, you know, studying and watching the people, elders um, in the old cultures or my, my cultures and then the ancient cultures, there seemed to be always one or two there in the, in the circle of wise people, I call wise people, that the, the community can go to. And so I, you know, having someone like you for me in these current times, especially this very confusing, unprecedented times is, is, is a, comes very handy. And because many times I see that there's, as when we're ordinary or we haven't touched beyond what we are, you know, what the physical thing is, we, I, I feel I'm limited. So having a conversation with someone who has, is practicing and to acknowledge and embrace it, it's wonderful. Was it hard for you to, with your transition, like when you were a child or is, did you have any aha moment when you said suddenly like, okay, I'm, I'm really doing this. Well, when I was, when I was uh, around four years old, I realized that I had some sort of abilities that other people didn't have. You know, none of my little friends had that I played with or never heard my parents talk about it. And I would say stuff and people would look at me confused. Like they didn't know what I was talking about. You know, because sometimes what would happen is I would feel like all of a sudden there was a big crowd in the room and it started at the top of my head and it would go all the way down to my feet, but it was almost like this unseen force. But also I could hear, um, it was like a hundred people all whisper talking at the same time and it sounded like this. Like that, right? So it was like they were on the faster vibration and I just remember being so frustrated saying, can you slow down? I don't understand what you're saying. I was very upset because I had nobody to explain to me that I was immersed in the ethos and that I was experiencing this. But because I was a little girl, I didn't know how to like, I, you know, I didn't know how to manage it. Um, and then by the time I was eight years old, I realized that there was no point in talking to people about it, that this wasn't a good thing to talk to people about. And then when I was a little bit older, I heard a rumor about my great grandmother having abilities and that she wouldn't use it and she wouldn't allow her children to talk about it. But because she was so good, it was impossible for her to hide. Like she already knew the deal on like, the bad families in town. Like she wouldn't let her kids hang out with certain people, right? And so it became apparent that 
she had some abilities, even though she did her best to hide it. And this is what started to happen to me once I got around the age of 40 years old. It became very difficult to hide it. So then, you know, when you're talking about aha moments, I had a couple of them. The aha moment when I was four, realizing that I had something that other people around me didn't have. And then by the time I was eight, realizing it's not something that you tell people um, because they don't, it, it, I would always end up being the grown up in the room, even though I was only a kid. It was like, I seemed to know more than they did about whatever it was we were talking about. So you just learn to just keep your mouth shut. And then by the time I was around 40, I would start going and I would see clients and stuff. And I would be talking about word for word what they were talking about before I got there that had nothing to do with the product, the financial product. Like one couple, it was about haunted houses in a certain town. And they were in a totally different part of the world, like an airplane's ride away from this place. But it happened to be a territory that I would go to a few times a year and I would go and see the orphan clients. So I would go help them with their files and stuff and um, go see them in person, update their info. And I just was making small talk with them. And I started talking about this haunted house, this not haunted house, this heritage house that I was in just the day before in this other city. Cause I had, you know, and they, and they turned like almost white and they looked at each other and I was like, what, what did I say? And they turned their computer monitor around and I saw heritage homes in the name of the city. And, and they said that before I got there, they had been talking about these old magnificent homes in the, in the same place that I was from. And they wondered if they were haunted and they were looking at them on the computer. I mean, I guess they like to look at real estate in different areas of the country. So that was one of the things. And then all I could say to them was, well, I mean, I can assure you that I haven't bugged your home. I mean... I can understand why you're upset that I did that, but I do come from people um, from Ireland who have abilities that I don't practice. And that is completely where that came from. And you know what? And they accepted it and they just moved on. Whereas one lady, uh, when I said word for word, what she had been talking to her friend about on the phone, and I didn't, I wasn't honest with her. I just said, oh, that's very common things that you know, people talk about, and then she goes, but you said it word for word, right? And then I was like, okay, you know what? It's becoming pretty clear to me that I'm not going to be able to hide this anymore. And, um, and I'm thinking that there's some serious stuff coming for the world. And I need to get out of this because this is what I've been trained for. Because remember, I'm from a finance background. I'm not from a woo-woo background. Like I'm still learning woo-woo stuff and, and making lots of enemies because a lot of woo-woo stuff, I'm like, because people were talking about the, what do you call them, NPD people? There's some sort of group of people teaching that, that there's some people like background people that are not. And I was like, what are you talking about? Every single person on the planet matters. Every single person on the planet has a spirit right? And even animals do too, right? Like our cats and dogs. Cause I mean, I've talked to people's 
um, dogs or cats that have passed over, you know. So it's a pretty complicated world out there. So, so it's like me taking a ball of yarn and, and that's all, you know, in knots and stuff like that. And just every single day, I'm just pulling it apart and, you know, relieving that mess there and uh, having some fun in the meantime and uh, hanging out with a bunch of other people who just keep the questions coming and up to date um, political stuff that's going on. They throw those questions at me. And well, the most recent one was the Supreme Court pick. So I already have that documented, which one I picked, and that was who they picked. I said, oh, it's that Amy lady. And they're like, Are, is um, she going to be in place before the election? And I said that she would be. Right. So, so yeah. Does it mean that um, now since it's election time here, does it mean that you have already that in your mind? Or like, and how does that, for how's your experience? Are you able to describe if it's still the same that the way you describe it to me? That is that the same quality still that you hear? Or is it did it become different now that you're grown? I have I get more now. Now that I it was almost I and I and I warn people on my channel about this because I do have mediums in training. They find me, right? It's like if you build it, they will come. And it was interesting because um, when the people on the other side were showing me what I was going to be doing, I could not believe it. I was like, this is, this is, this is ideas of grandeur. But they were showing me and, I and how important, you know, what I would be doing to help people. So I would have to do it. And so they had me call this lady who was a psychic medium. I had never met her before. I just looked her up on the internet. There was a whole bunch of them. And the people on the other side, they told me, they said, call her, book with her, and we'll give her. And she told me the exact same stuff that the people on the other side told me. So that was my confirmation for me that I was to turn down, that I had another, I already had like another offer when I sold my business from, you know, because I, I was well known and very good at what I did. So you know, the, it's one of those situations where people are knocking at your door before your check, the check's even been cashed from selling your business. So I was, you know, I decided to turn that down and just start working as a psychic medium. So I set up that channel and I, and, and, sh and one of the things that I was told, I was told about the great awakening and the role I would be playing in that and um, how the American political situation is part of the great awakening. So that's why I have so many um, timestamps that have come true already from going back to 2017. I started documenting stuff back then. Um, you know, but I also was told that I would be teaching the medium. So I did mention that to those people who are, I guess you could say, in training on my Discord channel. Because what they do is they join a membership tier where they can have access to me daily on my Discord channel. And we have different subject rooms. Um, most of them are cryptocurrencies, but some are like psychic predictions and political and general. And, you know, there's a few things. Um, there's a woo-woo and moo room. So <laughs> Moo Ant has a room that we've set aside for him to go into because he does, he co-hosts a video with me weekly on YouTube. So we do have a lot of people who um, log in to take a look at that. But one of the things I told them was that once you start working, as a medium, there's no turning back. 
you know, it's going to be, and I was thinking about that today. I was like, yeah, this is like pretty much 24 seven. Like I'm dreaming stuff now. I'm, you know, I'm walking my dogs and the people on the other side are already making plans for me what I'm going to be doing next. It's like, I'm telling you, it's a day full of instructions and, and the readings when I'm doing them, oh my gosh, even they blow me away now. I mean, I started writing stuff down on paper because when people are talking, I'm getting so much and I'm writing it down on paper now. And what I'm going to do with my next video where I, where I do the reading clips, I don't know if you've seen those on my channel or not. I have them on my Samantha Jane YouTube channel. Um, if you do reading, I have two of them. But this one here, I've actually got... Um, cards that where I can show like I'm asking people and then I already have the number written down or one guy it was a musical family and I had never met him before but I was getting music all around him and he was a musician and he was from a musical family and I mentioned that I asked him who the male relative was who played the saxophone and that was his dad because I said you know you're that person he stepped forward right away and of course I've never met him before didn't know if his dad was dead certainly didn't know what anybody did for a living so as I've gotten further into it things have just been getting more and more um, easier for me to translate and I think it's like speaking a second language I mean English isn't your first language I don't imagine so you can understand how much easier it is for you to speak and understand. I mean, my God, if you're keeping up with me, Grace, you've got 10 out of 10 already in English, I'm sure. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I, don't know. I don't know what else to say, except that I'm just at awe when, you know, you're sharing all your experiences. Because when you said about you're so busy, that was really my follow-up question. Like, are, do you sleep? Because if they're all around you, they have their own time. I'm sure it's different from human time. So, okay. but you're able to sleep. I could say you're still sleeping and you're okay because you look happy and beautiful. <laughs> you, still look, you still look energetic. <laughs> I, I, well, you know what? I would say my vibration is lifting. That's for sure. It's, um, you know, and it keeps me upbeat and positive. And I do, I do sleep. I'm very tired by the time I go to bed at night. Um, you know, so I have no problem sleeping, but just the last maybe month or so, maybe two months, I've been waking up in the middle of the night, like a lot. And I've been getting a lot of information when I wake up in the morning, you know, when you're just between asleep and awake, I'm getting so much information. And then I'll just go on to my discord channel and, and it'll open up onto, let's say media and links. And what I was dreaming about is what's on there. Or even one of my, my Patreon members who has um, sent me a message on the Discord channel. And I already have an answer for them. So like there's all, it's just, I'll tell you, it is getting wild beyond I, what I could have even imagined. And I'm blaming it on the Great Awakening as we, we, we become uh, more enlightened to um, what's going on in the world. And I also do believe that there are a number of people uh, who've been experiencing it on my channel. So I can say this for sure. There's a lot of people who have like even psychic abilities and it wasn't really revealed to them. Like they just always felt that they had high intuition, but they have psychic abilities or they're even psychic mediums. And the vibration is so high now that even they can't hide from it. You know, so I find a lot of people are coming to me 
and they're joining my group and they're telling me like for the, they're for the first time they're, they're having knowings or they're actually having, I call it clear audience. Um, and that's when you actually hear the answer out loud in a human voice. Um, you know, the same way that I'm speaking to you now, it's very, it's not very common. Um, but again, it does happen. And, and of course, people are freaked out by that, but it's nice when you can meet somebody like me who already has enough experience to say, you know, how did it feel when you heard that voice and was it on your right side? And they're like, well, what do you mean? What difference is it? It's like, well, the good stuff comes in on your right side and it's very gentle and it's not upsetting for you. But obviously when you hear somebody say something, it shocks you. Like one of the most, I mean, I've heard, I've had clear audience quite a bit, but just related to um, cryptocurrencies in October of 2018, around mid-October, I had, um, I set, would say my spirit guides, but I, they, they're here to protect me is the information I get. I believe it is the people on the other side are the ones who actually speak to me. Um, and they are people who were here just like we are here now, but they've crossed over to the other side. My spirit guides protect me. They have never been here and they are not human spirits. And that's why a lot of people say, what do your spirit guides say? And I'm like, well, they don't say anything because they're just the ones who pack a wall up when those things in between are on me trying to attack because they see the flame and they don't like what I'm doing because what I'm doing is I'm helping my fellow spirit beings um, find their way in a very, it can be a very treacherous, violent place here on the earth realm. I mean, we live in a place that's very safe and secure. You know, we have our food, we have security, um, but many people on planet earth do not. And, um, you know, and my, my place here is to try to help as many people as possible to navigate that realm. And even, you know what, and we always joke and we say, oh, first world problems. But you know what, if you have a lot of stress and anxiety and somebody can give you information that helps you get through the day, get through your week or have more hope for your future, because she's already told you that everything is going to work out. You just got to get through. Oh, in three months, everything is going to work out. And you're just hanging on by your fingernails, but you're like, okay, three months, I can do it. If I know that there's an end to this, I thought that there would be no end. But she says there's going to be an end. And she even told me, you know, what color my house was, what kind of job my stepdaughter did, and, you know, how much I just invested in cryptocurrency. So I think that I can count on this lady to, you know, be um, honest about the future. When you say um, from the other side, can you describe more on what the other side would look like? And you mentioned that they've been here before us. Are you just talking about our own realm, our own earth, our own universe, or it is far beyond that? Well, it's where we go when we die. Yeah, that's who I'm talking to. Okay. Right. So where, so if let's say anything happened to you, you can come back and you can talk to me. There's me and there's a bunch of other people here on this realm who happen to have that sort of, um, that seal is broken, I guess. Whereas most of us, when we come here from the other side for our lessons, the seal is closed because that's part of the rules, right? Like you're not supposed to know the future or, and that's why a lot of people who are really religious and stuff get on 
cases of people like me, but I'm like, well, you know, God doesn't make mistakes and this is the sixth sense. And, um, and what I'm doing is helping people, you know, um, I don't like some of the bad stuff that I see, you know, but I just keep that to myself. You know, I'm not here to cause any harm or anxiety. I'm here to relieve anxiety. I'm here to give people the answer, the right answer. And I'm here to let people know, like, for example, with Australia, I was telling people a couple of years ago that everything was going to go to hell in a handbasket in Australia, short with, and like economically and everything. And, um, and I said that they were going to be the first Western country to suffer financially with, but it was going to go and it was going to spread to Europe. And I said, the UK is going to get it too. I said, but the UK will get it differently because I said that the Australians would rise up against their government and that they would have local business people, um, run for election, you know, and now this stuff is happening. But I mean, I was happy to say to people, you know, listen, there's going to be really tough economic times for Australia. And those forest fires, yeah, those are coming back too. You guys are going to be, like I predicted the forest fires when they had them before and that they are coming. But I was able to say to people, but this is not going to go on for longer than just a couple of years. And it's going to be, this will be the catalyst to make the change that needed to be made because you guys were getting a little bit soft, right? You were letting these politicians all sell off Australia to China, and they weren't managing the water and they weren't managing their money and they weren't managing anything. And you need to get these people out. And if it means that local people who run the pub, you know, somebody who's been a school teacher for 25 years in a town, um, you know, another person who, you know, maybe did the books for the city for 15 years and, and born and raised, you know, you need local people who are not looking at politics as a way to get power, earn more money for themselves, um, you know, and, and just maybe have a living of some kind. We, you know, Australia needed to move towards, you know, getting politicians who could solve the problems in Australia. And by telling them that, you know, yes, this is going to happen, but it'll be the wheels are going to come off first, right? So that's not good. The wheels are going to come off. But to say to people that, the solution will be found within the people of Australia. Um, and then other places, I'm like, South Africa, I'm like, friggin' make a run for it. Especially if you're white, make, like, run for it. Get out. Oh. <laughs> you know, bad things are coming for South Africa. And that's all I can say about that. It's going to be really, really hard. Yeah, everything that you're describing, and you said you had predicted before, it, it, they're really happening. I can imagine, my feeling is that, like, we're getting smacked for, you know, the things that we have maybe just taken for granted and let go. And then, but, um, yeah, for myself, even when, before talking with you, I I think, I, I believe that when things are about to change for the good, then sometimes this kind of gets so crazy. See, as a health practitioner, I always look at it as a detox. So when you detox, there are times that you have to unravel many things. You may have to go to the bathroom frequently. And if you detox your house, you, everything could be just topsy-turvy because you're cleaning up. So I, it seems like that's what's happening with us right now. Now, was your decision or 
to do cryptocurrencies was is your sole decision or you were following the guides that we are telling you so that okay this is really where you have to specialize on and i wanted also to ask a second question related to that now the, the audience who would be following you are they just the ones who are mediums already or just who so which one <laughs> Well, we have a mix because mediums are not very common and there's um, around 500 of us that hang out together over on my Discord channel who are also Patreon members. Um, and uh, so obviously most are not mediums. There are people, but everybody is interested in woo-woo and not everybody, but mostly everybody is either involved in cryptocurrencies and was before they met me or they're getting involved in cryptocurrencies because spirit has brought them to cryptocurrencies because I got involved in it because I saw that blockchain was one of the things that was going to save the world. Like there was going to be um, the American president was going to um, end corruption in America and set an example for the rest of the world. So those corrupt politicians will be upended by their populations because America is going to do so well. And again, I predicted that the real estate market, because you saw during um, COVID, you saw all these, you know, doom and gloom and real estate's going to go in the toilet. And I was like, ah, uh because -uh, of course, a lot of the questions I got from people were about real estate. And I was like, oh no, I said, real estate is going to go crazy. I said, because not only are people going to be buying in the States? I said, but people from all over the world are going to be seeking out real estate in the United States. I said, you know, scared money is going to go where the security is. And who has the most security? The Americans do. Like who would ever stand against them in a war? And I also talked about the release of, um, that they had some sort of, a, I said, I saw a laser coming from an airplane and melting stuff. And then they released like a month later after that. And I was like, thank God I timestamped this stuff. I'm pretty specific. <laughs> so anyways, we're just putting, we're trying to put all that stuff together. I am very busy, Grace. I mean, you alluded to that earlier, but I'm having a great time with it. And I did just recently hire a full-time person to help me do the administrative stuff so that I can still concentrate on, you know, being um, a creator and, you know, advancing in my abilities. I, I really want to move towards broadcasting um, to the whole world on a regular basis and, you know, calling out the media who is maybe not revealing the truth about things. Um, also sharing, um, you know, what the future is for different countries. I'm just not North America based. I'm, you know, I called out Nigel Farage as a leader in Britain before he even started the Brexit party. I just saw him, he had a speech at Donald Trump's one of, and I was like, I was like, that guy, he's gonna save Britain. What's his name, right? And I was telling people the story. I said, I think he's gonna be, like I thought he was gonna be the next prime minister of Britain, but someone asked me who's gonna get in. I was like, oh, it's gonna be Boris Johnson. I said, then it's gonna be Nigel Farage. And they all thought that, um, that Nigel Farage would beat out Boris Johnson in the election, but it was like, nope, he was appointed and then he was elected. But now he's, you know, the wheels are starting to come off in the UK. And of course, who's still out there front and center um, with his YouTube channel and calling out all of the crappy stuff the government's doing for the people um, 
is Nigel Farage. So again, you know, there's some stuff that's just in play right now. And I'm pretty excited about it because again, it was like, okay, the U United Kingdom is going to go through a really terrible time. Like their economy is going to completely implode, but a man is going to step forward, Nigel Farage. He is going to sign um, a trade deal with the United States and that is going to help Britain so much. So again, going back to my story of, yes, you guys are in trouble. You're, if you live in Britain, your feeling is right. Yes, things are going down the toilet really, really quick. You have driven it off in the dish, but, but here is a solution coming. And then we also have blockchain, which is trustless. So once the governments are revealed as a bunch of criminals who were just running a Ponzi scheme using their um, taxpayers' money to buy votes, and of course, spending 10 times more than what they had to buy votes, this has to be undone. So you have to punish the people who did it. Um, you can't enslave your entire culture to um, give some fantasy pensions to a handful of people. So that's not going to happen. But one of the great things about blockchain is that it will solve some of the derivatives problems and some of the issues that um, are going to come to the society if we stay on the same system that we've stayed on. And I, and I love, what I love about blockchain is that everything's on a, on a public ledger. So if you move to a part of the world where they tell you your tax dollars are all, you know, um, located on the blockchain and you can follow the money, you can make sure that people are not like, you know, paying exorbitant amounts of money for things or, um, you know, taking advantage of the taxpayer, that sort of thing, staying within the rules um, of what taxpayers' money is allowed to be used for. And this is going to become something in the future that will attract the um, people that they want to attract to society. Because, you know, someone like myself, for example, I mean, I'm not moving to Somalia, right? Mogadishu is not calling my name. But hey, you know what, if there's a part of the world that, you know, is safe and secure for me and my family and can give us a nice lifestyle and, um, you know, and doesn't waste our money on, you know, I don't, listen, I never minded paying taxes, especially, you know, if it would help out people who were down on their luck or, you know, for example, if somebody um, you know, ends up getting a cancer diagnosis, I don't think that you should lose everything you've ever worked for, you know, so I believe in having a society that, you know, will have the backs of um, our, our elderly and our disabled. Um, but uh, anyways, I digress. I see lots of great things coming for us and the world. And I just have to um, check my power source here because it's flashing that I'm, I think it's okay. not all plugged in yet. Okay. So I was, uh, my, my question is, um, when you talk about family, do you have your immediate family? You have grown children or little ones to grow? Well, I, I do have two minor age children. So of course, you know, the having, a, a, you know, bringing them up in a family environment. Like, I don't think we'll be moving to, you know, Cabo, Mexico or anything like that, or Vegas, you know, I'll be looking for a safe, secure location to, 
you know, I'll be looking at the quality of education and, you know, do they have sports, um, especially for my son. Okay. Oh, now, how are they responding to your ability, to your skill? Um, I don't, what was shall that phrase? Shall I assume they know that you have this ability, you have this special skill, because for me that this is special. So how, how are they? Do, do they oh, actually, um, my daughter is a medium, just like me. Um, I would say that she is every bit, every bit as good at it as I am. And my son, he actually still sees um, dead people and some of the things in between, which I haven't seen since I was little. But I did see it recently when I was, I was upset one time because I was mad that they were still showing themselves to him. And so I remember I shouted when he was like, mom, dark man is here. And I was like, dark man, you show yourself. And then dark man showed himself. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was sorry. I asked that. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, and one time and I do, t I would test them. Right. Because sometimes kids will tell fibs in order to get attention. And a lot of people say, Oh, well, you're a medium. Like, shouldn't you be able to tell? And I'm just like, well, you know, it's a very, um, um, how can I say it is not a perfect science being a medium. So I prefer to investigate things. And then if I can get the answers that um, put me on that path or in that direction, then I know for sure. Because people describe things to me and I'm like, okay, well, if you're experiencing that, then you're definitely a medium. You can't be just someone with high intuition actually experiencing those things, right? Um, but one time with my son, I was reading a book to him about it's um it says my passport says clairvoyant and it's about a medium from um holland and he wrote a book about you know being a medium and stuff and i was learning a lot because he was a professional medium for quite a few years and where i'm just a new professional medium i wanted to learn as much as i could so another uh somebody who i was working with when i first started my channel he was an older gentleman who was a friend of this man and he sent me this book and so I read it. And so I read it to my son as well. And, um, my, and then out of the corner of my eye, I could see the man who wrote the book. He died in an apartment fire back in the 1990s. But the man was standing with his back against the wall. So I could see his silhouette to my right. And my son is sitting on the bed next to me to my left. And I didn't say anything to my son. I didn't say, oh, look. Um, the man who wrote the book, who was a medium and crossed over, he's shown up for us, right? Um, I didn't say anything. And then my son says to me, he's like, mom, you know, the man who wrote the book, he's just standing right next to you. And I said, I know, honey. I know. <laughs> Did you say that while you were reading, while you were together? I mean, your, your son pointed that out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't say anything to him. It's like, I see stuff and then I don't say anything. And then my son tells me. So then I know for sure that he is, you know, he's not just looking for attention. He is seeing things. And he's also um, started talking about people out of the blue, no reason for him to talk about them. And maybe we only ever met that person once. And then all of a sudden they show up in front of us. So, and then he just kind of, he said, he doesn't say anything to them, but he says something to me later. He's like, Hey mom, was that, was that because I'm a medium? And I said, absolutely. 
I love I love your story, and it's so nice that you have your immediate family you can have that shared experience because that should be less one less challenge. <laughs> for yeah, me. and for the record, it's very unusual for any medium to have two children that are both mediums because the family I came from are the only other there's there's like. Probably my great grandmother, where she had nine children who all got married and all had multiple children. Like my grandmother, her that would have been her daughter, had seven children, right? And out of those seven children, um, most of them had children themselves, quite a few. Like just in my family, there's four children. So out of all the family, like you're probably there, I should probably add it up sometime. There's probably like at my level, there would be over, um, and if you count my kids, like all the way down to that level, there would be easily over 200 people. And I am only aware of the people who have what I have, my great grandmother, a second cousin of mine, who's also female and myself, like three. That's what I'm aware of. And I can guarantee you, that most of my siblings, I'm suspicious about one, but I can guarantee you that most of my siblings do not have, the, and my mother definitely did not, and my grandmother didn't either. So when you think about it, the statistical odds of me having two children, and that is where I'm coming about with the Great Awakening, and I do believe that there is a root race, the root race that Edgar Casey spoke about. I somebody asked me about that. And I said, that's what it is. I said, that's what I was seeing. I was trying to explain it, but because I'm not from a woo woo background, I mean, I had all kinds of useless knowledge about everything. I was one of those people. I don't know who was the, that was Cliff, the postman in, uh, in cheers. There was, I think he was the guy who had like all this useless knowledge. And I was like, that would pretty much be me. Cause I was like, I read the encyclopedia. I was just, you know, I was such a nerd, right? And I had, you know, all of this useless knowledge. And, um, you know, now that I'm a medium and I'm seeing pictures of things and trying to translate it, I think that that's one of the things that really helps me do such a good job is because I know about like so many different things all over my lifetime. And, um, but I did not know about this root race but I did know about it from the people on the other side, but I didn't know that there was somebody on this side who was a medium in the past who had predicted or explained that there would be a generation of people who were like me who would exist. And, 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 and can you imagine if let's say all of a sudden, you know, by 50 years from now, like one in five people who are born have the abilities that I have, I mean, that will change the world because, you know, I would have no problem at all helping a certain number of people. It's just that out of thousands of people, you might get, you know, one person who can do this. But I see a future where there's going to be so many more people who can do it. And just by me setting up my channel and then mediums or mediums and training finding me, I mean, my God, what I would have given as a young woman who was told 
that if I practiced my gift, that I would be getting information from the devil, which is total bull. I knew it at the time, but that was when I was like, okay, I'm just not going to talk to these people about it because they're obviously not mature enough to just, you know, stick their, get their head out of their butt and realize that they're reading something written by some guy maybe a few thousand years ago who didn't understand people like us and, you know, wanted to, you know, somehow warn people or there are situations like you shouldn't play with Ouija boards or pendulums or, you know, anything like that, because then you're getting the attention of familiar spirits and you don't have the ability of second sight and um, you're just setting and you don't have spirit guides to protect you. So you're just getting into a dangerous game there. So I can see where people are coming from, but again, just mistranslated into not all people who do what I do are getting their information from familiar spirits. Some people are natural born mediums and our job is, is, you know, very specific and it is to help society move into the right direction. I, I would like to live longer so that I could experience what you're imagining that, oh, if 50 years more from now, there'll be more who have come to their realization and they're more out there helping. I, yeah. Now, how, how safe is the, I, I've heard before many years ago about Bitcoin, but I never really went into it. And now more and more I'm hearing it about cryptocurrency and now it's more than Bitcoin. There's, some, there's so many terms now. How safe is that? And wh what else can someone do to learn more about it? Because I remember I had a conversation earlier and he was a veteran and I know of a young man and he wants to teach such a thing. And so it's becoming like sort of people hear about it, but they really don't know. What's the safest, safest way? Well, I took um, a course with Ivan on tech for um, blockchain technology. I can send you a link so that you can make that available to your listeners. Um, I took the blockchain education technology course. It's very, very inexpensive. And what that did is it helped arm me to um, not be taken advantage of, you know, and, and I always um, warn people, you know, it's the wild west right now. That's how, you know, someone who put um, $10,000 into ban protocol last this past February, um, if they held it, um, to the top, they would have had, you know, like $400,000. And that can happen. And it happens all the time in the cryptocurrency space, because what it is, it's, it's new technology that is being adopted. And there's a bunch of um, coins and tokens right now that are currently being traded on an exchange that cover off future technology. One of them is called DeFi. It's called decentralized finance. And this is where you set up loans for yourself. You don't have to go through the bank or anything like that. You use your cryptocurrencies as the asset and you can even lend out your cryptocurrencies and make the return. So there, the, um, the biggest problem you run into a lot of times is that you don't secure your cryptocurrencies properly. Like you have them on the same computer that you're surfing the internet with, for example, you know, and you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, so people have to spend time learning about what they're doing. Um, I think that we're, we're a little bit away, not too far, but we're a little bit away from, um, you know, individuals 
who will be able to handle people's cryptocurrencies and invest for them um, just like they do with regular fiat currencies. You know, if you have US dollars and you want to go buy stock in the Dow, but you don't know what to buy, I mean, there's somebody you can call who can advise you. Um, but right now, I mean, it's limited. The access is limited. So every day um, things are legislated. Just recently on September the 15th, 48 states um, in the US came forward with legislation that will recognize um, cryptocurrencies. And you know, th these things are important because what it does is it allows the bigger players to get involved. And so it's nice that I see it moving in the direction that, you know, I felt it was going to move in. But when I got involved in the space two years ago, a lot of people were very worried that this whole thing was just going to go down the tubes and a lot of people were going to give up. And I didn't want people to give up. It's like, you, you, you know, you've made it this far. Don't give up just before that big um, payday comes in, you know, because if you write, if you buy the cryptocurrencies that end up being adopted, it is going to change the world. It is a worthwhile thing to invest in. Um, and that's why I got involved in it. I don't feel like it's going to be something that I as a medium am going to be doing forever because my job really was just to get people not to give up because I did see a lot of people, um, like I felt like this anxiety to get moving with it because I saw people really getting hurt financially by not, um, you know, not being involved with me in the cryptocurrencies. You know, I gave people a lot of uh, really basic information about the story of cryptos that helped them put together a strategy that fit their life much better. And I've gotten such positive feedback from people. Um, you know, somebody said, you know, my portfolio um, would have been down 80% if I hadn't changed into the cryptocurrencies that we were all discussing here, the ones that the developers are going to, you know, but I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, or if you're new to the space, and even if you're not new to the space, even if you're a developer, there's so much information coming at you on a daily basis, new things coming out, um, information, news. And what I like about it is that with 500 people, where most of them are also passionate about cryptocurrencies, they're looking and reading articles and the important ones that have to do with the coins and tokens that we're interested in, they post it, they post it in links and media. So it, it's, it's almost like a lot of people do watch, um, like people watch Ivan on tech daily because he does a crypto news show and, you know, and there's a few other people as well. And what they do is they sort of glean the, it's, it's almost like the daily news, you know, how you'd look through Reuters and, pull out the stories that would be of interest to people. Well, it's the same with the cryptocurrency. So that's basically what I do right now. And that's mixed with the woo woo. And, you know, and somebody sends me a note and, you know, they've lost something and, you know, maybe I can tell them where to find it or, um, oh my goodness, one lady, this, this was, this is very typical to what can happen. One lady, her dad was hit by a truck and she left a message um, in the Discord rooms and she, in the healing room. She said, my dad was just hit by a truck um, and he's been rushed to the hospital. He has a fractured skull and a brain bleed, right? And um, people thought that he had been hit in his car, but I actually saw this man physically being hit by a truck. And as soon as she said, no, no, he was walking and he was hit. And like the guy was coming out of like a Walmart or something. And then she told me, 
but he was coming out of a store. And I was like, oh my God, I saw that and I know what's going to happen. So I told her her dad was going to be fine. I said, don't worry, he's not going to die. I said, is he like around 70? And she said, he's 80 years old. And I said, oh my goodness, well, you tell your dad he looks really young and you tell him he's going to be just fine. <laughs> and it's because he's so, he's so like spry. I said, and I described, I said, is he slender? Does he wear a baseball cap a lot? Because the man I saw was just boogieing it and he had a baseball cap on. And then this truck, you know, it was a big like delivery truck. It hit him and sent him flying. It didn't hit him really hard, but I mean, it didn't have to, right? To fracture his skull. So he ended up, he's fine now. He's fine. He's out of the, he was out of the hospital, I think after about five days and recovering at home. But can you imagine your 80 year old father and a fractured skull with a bleed on the brain and the medium tells you, oh no, he's going to survive, right? Tell oh, him. I'll him be very up. happy. I, I <laughs> made it, but well, I will believe it because I come from that culture that I can believe some, a message, especially coming from someone like you. And so this is really a perfect time that you could help people. Now, um, and in that, like, is there what can you advise for those um, stress caregivers who I'm trying to reach because they they are challenged also financially because you know there's there's a lot of expense when they're taking care of loved ones who are in, have dementia or any other chronic health condition and then about their health so from your insight and from your guide is there anything that you could share with them. Well, I think that um, it's important to make a plan. So make sure that you're not assuming that certain people are going to help. Um, there's certain things that you have to have in place when you're looking after somebody. Sometimes this can happen rather suddenly as well. So always make sure that you have a family meeting to have everybody involved who should be involved. And make sure you talk about the finances because some people even have to quit their job to look after somebody who is in trouble, you know, and, and it could be an accident, but it could also be a situation where, you know, somebody has developed dementia, for example, but they're not far enough along to be put in um, the hospital yet because they're not harming themselves or trying to get away. Um, but there's that in-between stage that they need to be cared for because they can't, you know, they can't make a meal or clean, clean anything and they need to be looked after. So um, make sure you look after yourself if you're a caregiver and take time um, to ensure that everybody knows what they need to do and get feedback as well as to what type of support and assistance that you can expect. Don't wait until the light bill is due to call your family balling and banging. For the money. That should not happen because you know what? If that sister of yours, if she was hit by a vehicle and all laid up, you know you'd be over there helping her. You know, you'd be there helping her in the bathtub and cleaning her dirty bum for her. And how, like she knows, she knows you'd be helping her out. So you just make sure ahead of time that people have made arrangements to help you financially. Do not feel ashamed to ask for help. And, you know, and people do want to help. Um, you know, a lot of times people are very busy with their jobs and they feel guilty that they're not able to, you know, help with the meals or anything like that. So if you can, you know, maybe even get them to agree to a certain amount of money every month to help replace your income, 
um, that's not a crazy thing either because people have to recognize that, you know what, it's that person now, but you know, tomorrow it could be you. So you have an interest and a motivation to show the rest of the world that you are interested in looking after people who may have had some bad luck with their health or a situation or an accident. Um, and that anytime it could be you and it, and wouldn't it be nice if people would come and help you if this were to happen as well. So just keep that in mind. If you are a caregiver, that this is the mindset of other people that you can bring up or bring out for them and say, you know, imagine if this was you, you know, you know, I would be helping you, you know, I would be coming over and doing this, but it's not you. It's our brother, for example, you know, or our father, or, you know, and even um, if you're somebody who has a neighbor who's recently had a stroke or something like that, um, or an accident, or, you know, don't hesitate to offer even little things. You know, can I mow the lawn? Can I shovel the driveway? Can I go and get some groceries for you? You know, even these little things to help um, caregivers. And if you are a caregiver, which I have no doubt many of the people who subscribe to your podcast are, um, don't hesitate to ask people for that. Make a list of the things that could make things easier for you. Sometimes people don't have any money and they might avoid you even. You're like, geez, you know, they used to come around all the time, but, you know, ever since my husband lost his job because he had an accident at work and is on disability and we're barely getting by, because I had to leave my job, you know, all of a sudden all these people abandoned me. Well, you know what? They don't have any money and they're afraid that if they're around that you're going to ask them for money and they're going to have to tell you no. And then they're going to look like, or feel, you know, guilty because, you know, they're still going to Florida for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, um, but it would be helpful if you made a list of the things that they could do to help out and lighten your load a bit. People appreciate that so that they know that there's something that they can do to help that, you know, you're not going to be necessarily hitting them up for cash, but you know, Hey, if they could pick up some groceries um, a couple of times on their way to work from work um, and drop them off uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you could have a list ready on uh, Monday and Wednesday, Wednesday night, you know? I agree completely with what you're saying because I have this, uh, one family member, and when she realized that our center, the dementia care center, will not be open, so she gathered really her siblings, and then she explained that she needs a break on certain weekends or whatever they give her. And so for now, it's working very well. So that's, you know, that's perfect. So those are practical ways that you had mentioned. Um, is there anything more that surprises you, Samantha? Well, I guess what surprises me is how much we actually do all have in common after talking to so many different people um, as far as, you know, relationships go and uh, ideas about things and, you know, what we want for our lives and our families. We're all so much the same that, you know, that's what shocks me about how um, divisive the world seems to have become. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I said, I think, I think people are seeing that they have a lot more in common than they have apart. So um, I'm very optimistic 
about where the future is headed. We're just going through a little bit of a bumpy ride, but I think by Christmas time, we'll be all, we'll be, we'll be through this and uh, 2021 will be, uh, yeah, sure. It's going to be tumultuous because the entire financial system is going to implode, but thankfully there is blockchain technology. So it's not like you don't have anything, right? It's like the plane is going down, but that's okay. You got a parachute and it's going to be scary and you don't know if you're going to, you're going to get that landing or not. You know, you might end up in a tree, but at least you'll still take that parachute while that airplane's heading towards Terra Nova, right? So, um, you know, yeah, we're headed for some rocky times, but I feel good about um, the opportunities that are coming out for everybody. And um, the world seems to be becoming a smaller place and uh, we can become more connected with one another. And with that, I have to let you go. I have uh, Rudy's Psychic Meetup tonight, which you may have, I don't know if you've seen it or not, over on my Sam J. Productions channel. I know, well, maybe perhaps in the future we can connect again because there's just so much that you could share and I would be happy to have you in the future. And this is also why I want to have this platform. So people like you with gifts and knowledge and insights will help others. I'd like to end with a quantum affirmation. I always pick an affirmation, I shuffle it, and I said with intention, let me see what I can share with Samantha. So this one, I encourage people to read it three times in the morning and in the evening. And it says, positive outlook. See, just what you said. <laughs> I start each day with a robust positive outlook. I choose to be radiantly alive. I make a positive difference in the world every day. I look forward to the activities of each day. I love who I am and I strive to develop myself further. I start each day with a robust positive outlook. I choose to be radiantly alive. I make a positive difference in the world every day. And I look forward to the activities of each day. I love who I am. I strive to develop myself further. So thank you so much. And thank you for our dear audience and all the information about Samantha. Please follow her and listen and she'll give me more information so that I could put it in the description. And so I thank you, dear audience and Samantha, thank you so much. This is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra. Check out quantumnurse.life and we'll connect. Mabalos in my language, I say thank you. Namaste. Namaste.